You know, I thought, you know, I saw the game. I, I thought you guys played great. I, I really did. You know, uh, not having Ryland in the game, obviously, is critical at the end. I mean, I think you have him in the game and, and you're going to get a pretty good shot. And I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, no, I mean, we'd have had a better, better crack at it, though. And, um, you know, there's all the, just certain things we got to we got to get dialed in and you only have so much time in a day. And some of those full court three second left in the game plays are hard to simulate. And then you, you really only learn when you have to do it. So it was, what, what's, uh, your biggest, what, what's your biggest takeaway from, from, from the game? I, I, I thought you played well and lost. I mean, certainly you can't, you're not happy, but there's gotta be some encouraging signs. Yeah, no, I, uh, you know, that's an elite rebounding team. Uh, it's a good, a, you know, really good offensive team. And I thought we were pretty dialed in. We, I mean, we held them to 31 second half points. We had a chance to fold it up and our guys fought. And I thought we made, made some adjustments offensively in the second half. Their pressure got us out of sorts and physicality in the first half. And then, then guys, uh, we played together and put people in positions where they could make some plays. And I mean, it's, you know, Fonz, Fon, after the way Fonz starts the game, he gets a, a open look with a minute left off of an offensive rebound. He was never more open standing on the three point line. And, and it goes from the three that we don't get to the three point play. And that's, you, you know, those <laughs> comes down yeah. to one little deal like that. So, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, mental mistakes along the way, but as far as the hard part, we played really hard. We can't make it so hard on ourselves with with some of the mistakes that we made. And then, at the end of the day, they they hit a lot of threes. They don't make a lot of threes. You know, they get to the free throw line and kill you on the glass. So we kind of lived with some of the draw and kick threes, and they happen to go in. So I, you know, I'm. You're, it's obviously a disappointment when you don't win, but. I thought there were a lot of positive positive things. I mean, you you look forward to USC and you talk about rebounding and, and obviously, you know, I've seen Colorado and Colorado is a tremendous defensive team and yet they have McKinley, right. And they, you know, he's going to win some close games at the end, at the end for you. But what's the challenges uh, when you face the Trojans tomorrow? Well, I think both, you know, sometimes you get into a, travel pair that are completely different teams and um, the one element about Southern Cal is that the rebounding is consistent in the size for both teams so the theme is pretty constant in that regard from what we've worked on all week in practice um, you know I think there's more post presence they certainly get a lot more post scoring at USC than they do at UCLA back to the basket, a lot of small on big rip screens, a lot of high passes to seven footers, you know, and guys that are going to be playing at the next level that we're facing. So, um, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different animal, but size and physicality and being able to secure a defensive rebound is, is going to be, uh, first and foremost. Well, Larry, Hey, let me just, uh, nice to see you. Uh, thanks, Ted. Watching Ryland, I'm just interested. Having been around you guys at the end of last year, has he changed 
the way he's playing it at all because of the, you know, the injury last year and the number of times he puts his body in harm's way. Has there been any change in that? Uh, you know, I, we just had a little mishap at the beginning of this week, the first day after Christmas, the 20, 26th of December, we practiced and he jumped in and took a charge, uh, and got drilled in the rib cage. And so he hadn't practiced until the day before our game. So, you know, it's kind of a interesting topic that you ask because there's certain things that are in his brain that, you know, you can tell a guy not to take charges in practice, but yeah, that's the way he's wired. He's, you know, he's 12 or 15 pounds heavier, which I think's helping him, Ted, when it comes to having a little more meat on his bones, he doesn't look like the same stature player. Um, but a lot of that stuff, you're not going to be able to keep him from doing. He's, that's just the way he plays. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just, so I'm asking as a guy who just watched last night and I said, watching, thinking he didn't look any different. He was still in there trying to, including the fifth foul. He was in there trying to, you know, put his body out there and taking it for the team. Yeah. Well, I mean, in that play you talk about specifically, and, and that's one of the plays that we discussed as a team when we're watching film is we, we miss a three and, uh, as a small guard on the floor, we get teased into trying to go get an offensive rebound. And we know that our one and two never go to the offensive class because you put too much heat on yourself in transition. And wouldn't you know it, that it turns into a block charge call at the rim. That's Ryland's fifth call foul and a three point play. So, uh, you, you, you know, sometimes you create some opportunities for yourself by not making mistakes we keep putting our we keep making too many mistakes that that put us behind the eight ball a little bit and that's more of a team collective thing right the other thing larry just just watching again last night noticing how many layups you have in the second half just give me from your chair your viewpoint of that was that intentional is that a good omen for your team well i thought we did a good job moving the ball uh, guys were making extra passes. UCLA and USC both come to block shots, and we worked on a lot of the, you know, big big passes at the rim. The, the guys are coming to block it, look for the five man in the drop off uh, spot, and so some of it was that. Some of it was being aggressive in pick and roll coverage and putting some guys in in different positions. But um, you know, we we need we as a team we've been talking about how we need to shoot more threes and we need to get to the rim more. We have to quit playing so much in the fence in the yard, what we call the in-between game, because that's not where the analytics are. And so that was another focal point for the week to try to be a little more obstinate and get, you know, closer buckets and, and set up guys for three point shots on the perimeter. And, and that kind of came to fruition a little bit last night. Who's your analytics guy? Do you have one? Oh, we, yeah, we, we have uh, Dave Dunleavy does a fantastic job, like uh, crazy, crazy good at what he does. Oh, okay. That's good. That's the first time I've, I've had a chance to talk to you about that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, did, and last question for me, and then let everybody else jump in here. But um, did Plummer, just give me an idea of how you thought Plummer reacted once they changed, you know, they put Bernard on him, and then suddenly now they're guy and Tiger Campbell, they're in his face more. Did he, as as hot shooters are always going to get, did he adjust and adapt to that? Well, I mean, I don't know that you can have a better start. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, uh, 
things uh, certainly didn't go as they did to start the game with this hot as he was. You know, I, I think um, there's there's ways that Alfonso can help us in setting screens uh, when you can shoot it as well as he can and, and guys can't uh, help when he goes to set screens. Uh, but he took a couple little advice shots and he, and he knows that, you know, just, uh, uh, time and place and knowing that we'll get him plenty of shots. And that's part of his development too, is uh, there's nobody I'd rather shoot it on our team. As long as it's a good open shot, it, it gets a little bit sketchy at times when, uh, you know, when we don't take great shots, that's all part of our learning curve. Hey, Larry, uh, happy new year to you. Thank you. Yes. Right back at you. I know it's been, you know, some time since you guys have had a road victory in conference play. Is that something you guys talk about or think about as as staff or or with the players at all? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, I was listening to ESPN last night when I was watching Colorado and USC play, and I think Sean Farnham said he felt really bad for Utah because they hadn't run a, a road game, conference game since. February of 2018 or something. And it sounded like it was 10 years ago. The reality is we didn't win a road game last year. So, uh, we had our opportunities. We had an ultra, uh, young team, but we aren't gonna, you know, we're only as good as our next play. So we don't, we don't play the Jedi mind tricks too much with any kind of streaks or what, on, what's gone on in the past. It's all about trying to win, uh, the next possession really, uh, get through the next four minutes of the game, 10, four minute segments, and then try to win a game. But this isn't the same group that, that hasn't won a road game in a while. So I, I, I was proud of our guys and the way they came out in both halves and never been a big, you know, one to pay attention to any of that. And then if I could just kind of follow up with that, Larry. Um, so obviously with the UCLA game, uh, you guys had, you know, opportunities down the stretch to pull that one out. Uh, you know, very emotional loss for you guys. Are, are you concerned at all with the emotion carrying over and having a letdown um, against your game tomorrow, USC? No, no, I'm, uh, I'm not at all. I think you know we're we're happy to be playing the game. Uh, half our league didn't play their games. Uh, it's not time to have a pity party or play victim. Everybody's had an opportunity to do that the last year. Things haven't gone well. It's a basketball game. Uh, and I certainly thought, uh, we executed as many times as we didn't going down the stretch. Uh, I know, you know, we discussed this, I don't know if you were on the call or not, but we get an offensive rebound and kick it out to Alfonso Plummer for a wide open. He's standing on the three point line and does not make the shot. And we kind of gamble and they end up with a three point play. So that that's the difference in a basket. That's a six point difference in a basketball game. There was a lot of great things that we did. Uh, no two games are going to be the same. You know, we played really hard last night. We got to continue to play hard, but again, I'm not into the big, uh, you know, Oh my God, that one took so much out of our sales that we're not going to be able to compete or worry about anything. It's a short turnaround, less than 48 hours. And, uh, I think we'll be looking forward to play again. Schematically, when when you face USC, it, it, obviously they're a, it seems like in a half court. You know they're an offensive rebounding team, and with Mobley, he's he's a tremendous inside player. Would you think defensively of extending the court a little bit to maybe 
see what you can get some damage in the backcourt and try to turn them over before they get into their offense? Is that something that you might think about? Well, it's, uh, I don't know if it's as much in the full court, Dan, um, but certainly a lot of what they're trying to run in the half court. I think if you don't have some type of scheme and pressure to not make things easy, then, uh, then you play into their hands. So it's going to be a little bit like what we did last night where I thought we were pretty physical with our coverages and, uh, we're going to have to continue doing that and not let catches, let them catch it where they want to catch it. But, you know, we're not a, a full court type pressure team, but I, I think there's some relevance to what you're talking about. Appreciate it. Thanks, Larry. And um, j- yeah, that's Dan, it. For me. Good, good luck. Good luck uh, tomorrow. So thank you. Yeah, you played well. You played well. And, and I thought and just, you know, it just couldn't finish it. But I thought it was really a good showing. Yeah, thanks. For what, no. for what it's worth. Yeah. Yep. I appreciate it. Yeah. I've, I felt, I felt, like I said, I felt really good about our guys, uh, effort and poise and we can look at all the crazy little plays and at the end of the day, I'm proud of our guys. So. And, and by the way, I thought, I, and by the way, I, I thought, I thought Timmy was fantastic, especially in a second. He made some shots going to the basket that I thought were really big time. I, uh, in the yeah. clutch under duress, Guys were all over him, and he still – I thought he was really good. Yeah, he he was – I think he got seven or eight rebounds in the second half, too, and did a good job defensively. He was he was dialed in. You know, he he's, he's bringing it, so. Larry, I thought your bench was really engaged yesterday as far as uh, – far more than maybe uh, UCLA's guys as far as keeping the, the guys on the court into it. Is that yeah. player generated or d- does that come from a particular player that kind of spearheads that, or have you asked them to do it? Just how did that kind of evolve? Well, uh, you know, I think it's, too, I, I have asked them to, to do it. Um, you know, obviously without fans and every game being very odd, you know, you, you make a choice, right? You can sit over there on your hands and, or we can, provide a spark and we've got some high character guys on our bench that take a lot of pride in that. It's a little bit contagious. And, uh, so yeah, I, I enjoy it. It reminds some, it's reminded me at times of what you see in Juco where your, your team is, is doing the little chant where they're clapping their hands defense, you know, that's stuff you see in, in some games where there's not that many fans and players know that they need to generate their own energy. And I, I love it. I, you know, we aren't getting cheered for, we aren't getting booed, but we've got about 20 people in our travel party that can, uh, can give us some energy. So I think that's a big part of what we're going through right now in this season. I'm glad you noticed that's, uh, that's one thing I want our teams to be known for. You know, I watched the Maryland game the other night, they got a big win at, uh, Wisconsin. And I was really impressed with, with that bench and they'd been on buses and been together over the Christmas break. This isn't exactly going as planned for everybody. And we can all make a choice, whether, as I said before, we can all be a victim and, and be bummed out, or we can make a decision to try to make the best of it. And that's, that's what our guys did last night. Yeah. 